Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you very much, Jay, and greetings, everyone. I must admit, from time to time, the old courtroom dramas catch my attention. Perry Mason from the early days of television and Matlock with Andy Griffith in recent years. And when the judge instructs the jury to have conviction beyond the shadow of a doubt, that is a serious charge. Would you be interested if I shared with you some things that are beyond the shadow of a doubt? This we know because each of them took Jesus to make it happen. Before that, let me ask. Do you have any questions you would like to hear discussed here on Are You Listening? of the International Gospel Hour? A biblical question that you've wondered about or you've read a scripture and you've wondered something about it? Dear friends, we would gladly consider your question for a future broadcast. We would love to hear from our listeners to submit for us to discuss something or a question that you might have. Here's what you do. Please go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com and send us your question. We appreciate all of our listeners, and we thank you for your interest in spiritual things. We would love to hear any question that you might have for a future broadcast. So again, go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and send us your question. We appreciate all of our listeners, and thank you once again. Let's consider this verse for our study today. From 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, the Bible says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. I love that verse. Let's break it down. The phrase, great is the mystery of godliness. Indeed, dear friends, when we see the word great, it catches attention. God indeed is great. In Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 17, Moses said unto Israel, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God. In Psalm 76 and verse 1, In Judah is God known, His name is great in Israel. Now, when we see that phrase, the mystery, the word mystery is not something that's out there that's hard to figure out. It is a word that means that which is revealed. So when we see great is the mystery of godliness, it would mean great is the thing that is revealed by God concerning godliness. And God has made known his will to man by divine revelation, the Holy Bible. This is affirmed in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 7 through 10. And God has revealed unto us all that we need that pertains to life and godliness, as Peter said in 2 Peter 1 and verse 3. We have the scriptures that are inspired of God, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. We note the text of John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. And what we have about the Christ is written, 
and we have what God wanted us to know and to have. And we can make the right choices in life with full assurance that God has revealed unto us the mystery or His plan, His scheme of redemption that we can know. And dear friends, we can know beyond the shadow of a doubt because, again, dear friends, it took Jesus. I want us to notice quickly six things mentioned from 1 Timothy 3 and verse 15. And folks, I'm going to tell you, when a preacher says he's going to talk about things, and he mentions more than three things, you think you're going to be here a while. But God has made these so clear, we can move right along. God was manifest in the flesh. Dear friends, it took Jesus. No one else could do that. In John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And verse 14 tells us how the Word became flesh, that being Jesus Christ. In Matthew 1 and verse 23, the Bible says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Had God not come in the flesh, well, my friends, Jesus would have simply been just another man. But he wasn't just another man. He was the one sent to this earth, the only one that could save people from their sins. No other birth accomplished what this birth did. God was manifest or proven or brought forth in the flesh. It took Jesus. Number two, justified in the Spirit. It took Jesus. Justified, just as if I'd never sinned. It took the teaching of the Spirit to guide the apostles to teach us justification. And it took Jesus to send the Holy Spirit. Listen to John fourteen twenty six. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Parallel with John fourteen twenty six, John 15 and verse 26, as well as John 16, verse 13. The Spirit was sent in the name of Christ. The Spirit was sent from Christ. It took Jesus. Number three. From our lesson text, look at the phrase, Scene of Angels. In 1 Peter 3.22, speaking of Christ, the Bible says that He has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto Him. And dear friends, when we carefully consider Hebrews, the first chapter that speaks of how God has brought all things upon Christ and not upon the angels, that unto no angel did he ever reply to him the way that he did to his son. And dear friends, the angels will return with Christ at the end of time. Listen to Second Thessalonians 1 verse 7, And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Angels were seen of him. They are subject unto him. Dear friends, it took Jesus. Are you with me? It takes Jesus and only Jesus. How God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, and seen of angels. Let me pause here with this study. Kind listener, speaking of Christ today, 
We have a special study, 13 parts in one booklet called Victory in Jesus. We have many friends who are using this material to teach in their Bible classes. And dear friends, we'd like to send you a copy absolutely free. We'd love to send you this copy for you to study on your own. Just call us toll free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name and address and just say, please send the Victory in Jesus study. That's all you've got to do. Again, dear friends, just call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988, and please leave your name, address, and just say, please send the Victory in Jesus study. Now, you can also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, your name, your address, and just type, Please send the Victory in Jesus study. We'll send that to you as soon as possible. We would love to share this study with you, dear friends, and we know that you will gain much studying of the victory in Jesus. We now go back to our study of 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 to where we read, It took Jesus. Let's notice another phrase. Number four, preached unto the Gentiles. It took Jesus. No message for the Gentiles. Through Christ, He was the one, and He was the peace that made both, that is, Jew and Gentile. He made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between them. Ephesians 2, verse 14. The gospel of Christ, as we read of in Romans 1 and verse 16, Paul's declaration of not being ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Dear friends, it's the gospel of Christ. It was preached unto the Gentiles. The Gentiles, we learn, had a salvation through Jesus Christ, who would break down that middle wall of partition. Dear friends, no one else could do that. It took Jesus. Now, let's continue from 1 Timothy 3.16 in our next phrase. Believed on in the world, it took Jesus. When he was in the world, listen to these affirmations of belief. Peter in Matthew 16 and verse 16. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You see, Peter made that declaration. And what did Christ say to him? Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. How about the eunuch in Acts 8 and verse 37? When he, before he was baptized into Christ, made the confession, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then the one that really captures it, the centurion in Matthew 27 and verse 54, when Jesus died upon the cross, the bell of the temple was torn in two, darkness all over the world, the centurion, a man of authority, when he said it, you could bake on it. He was, if you will, the E.F. Hutton before E.F. Hutton was even thought of. When he said it, people listened and he said, truly, this was the Son of God. There is salvation in none other but Christ. Acts 4, verse 12. It took Jesus. And then finally, received up into glory, the resurrection of the Christ. In Mark 16, 19, after he had finished speaking unto them, he was received up into heaven. He sits on the right hand of God. Praise be to God, nobody else is there but Jesus. 
of all these points discussed from 1 Timothy 3.16, each one of them, without exception, please know, dear friends, it took Jesus. And dear friends, it takes Jesus to make the difference in our lives today. Nobody else can do what our Lord Jesus Christ has done. So dear friends, we hope this study has helped. And I want to continue studying with you. Keep joining me here on Are You Listening? of the International Gospel Hour. And until next time, I'm Jeff Archie. And dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site internationalgospelhour.com Glory.